I always encourage people to the blog first for a while. I mean, I'm not talking about a day. I mean, I mean, I'm talking about like go blog for three to six months and learn all the keywords that people are interested in and go look at your Google sure. Analytics. Hey folks, this is Michael Vizi from Amazing FBA Podcast for Amazon Sellers. I'd like to introduce an episode from our sister podcast, The E-Commerce Leader, which has got a slightly broader remit for all e-commerce sellers. In this deep dive episode, Jason Miles and I deep dive into a key e-commerce topic. Hope you enjoy the show. Smart e-commerce operators know that net profit is the lifeblood of a business, but a small and profitable business than a large one which earns no money. The Profit Habits Workbook by Jason Miles gives you 17 specific proven profit-taking actions. For a limited time, we are sharing this valuable resource with our listeners completely free. Download your 60-page workbook and start making your business more profitable today. Just visit theecommerceleader.com forward slash profit habits that's the ecommerceleader.com forward slash profit habits search traffic is a terrific place to start your advertising efforts online it flows logically out of your organic search efforts that you can begin working on and in this episode we're going to dig into the value proposition of using paid search we're going to focus on google adwords and then ultimately on amazon marketing services as well but michael i think i see a two-part series coming on here should we just plan on doing this in two chunks? What do you think? Absolutely. I mean, yeah, Google Ads is a huge area. And so is, in my experience, Amazon Ads as well. So yeah, for sure. But Google Ads been around pretty much as long as ever, you know, not quite as long as uh, Google, but they got onto monetizing it pretty early. Obviously, it's a pretty giant platform. But let's just define, first of all, what we mean by paid search, because there are some edge cases. Let's, let's just dig into that. Sure. I mean, I think my take on it is the opportunity to spend ad dollars in platforms or areas where people are actively searching for solutions, answers, products. And that's why I couple together in my nine mountains framework, at least I couple together AMS and Google, you know, AdWords program platform uh, together. And most people wouldn't make that distinction. I mean, that would be probably a novel idea, but in my mind, the activity that's occurring is important, which is a customer is looking for a product or answer. And so it's a search-based effort. And obviously Google AdWords has a whole range of actual products that we can talk about in this episode. But the origin of it, I think, which is important, is a customer activity or action. And, and uh, they are looking actively for something on these platforms. And if we can pay to be in front of them, then there you go. That's paid search. That's how I see it. What are your thoughts on it? Yeah. I mean, I, really like the way that your framework, the Nine Mountains traffic framework, and, and indeed your entire approach to business is very platform agnostic, if you like, insofar as it's possible to be that on the internet, which is dominated by a few platforms, in fact. But uh, that's very healthy. Now, I'm so sort of Amazon brainwashed that I had uh, still thought of Amazon advertising as a completely separate beast. I suppose for the reason, and to be fair to myself, because you can only drive traffic to Amazon listings by using Amazon advertising. Whereas of course, Google advertising, you can send it anywhere you want. So I suppose for that reason, I put it in a box and to a degree it is, but given that whatever the percentage is now, 40%, maybe it's less since COVID is up the, the search volumes of online uh, searches, but 40%, whatever of e-commerce type searches for products start on Amazon, then, you know, it's still huge. So yes, I think the intent meets your offer is 
the important point you've made there. So I guess you differentiate then between that and say YouTube ads or, or things like Facebook ads where you're not meeting an, a search intent, right? Would that be not included in the paid search category? Yeah, I mean, I think YouTube is a sort of a, a blur into a paid response to people's intent-based searches. But yeah, Facebook ads, that kind of stuff, I would classify those as interruption you know, marketing, which we can talk about as a, as a distinct thing. But I, I do just want to also mention, you know, there are other platforms too. I mean, Etsy is a platform that has a great advertising, you know, model that we use. And so there, you know, this is, it does transcend Amazon. And I, it's interesting you mention it that way because we have coaching clients that are, you know, coming out of Amazon and looking to launch Shopify or other channels and begin working with us. And one of the initial questions I asked them is, what's your ad budget as a percentage of your top line sales? And um, frequently, you know, it's funny that there's a little bit of confusion in their mind. They don't really see AMS as sort of them having an advertising budget. It just almost feels like it's just a function of, well, I just, I have some AMS stuff, but I think because of the way Amazon has set it all up, it's almost like it's just this twist it's a, it's it's an extension of your product listing to such a degree that you don't really even take a step back sometimes and say wait 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 how much of my total revenue am i spending on advertising is amazon the best place to spend it or whatever i mean you know and so I, those big questions i think are important to start with as we work on any of these paid platforms and the big questions would include you know do, can you profitably spend money is it worth, you know, getting return on investment or how do you manage it? You know, 80, 20 rules, stuff like that. I, I think this big picture thinking is important to talk about a little bit before we dive into the nuts and bolts of Google AdWords. Maybe, I don't know. What are your, what are your thoughts on that? Yeah, no, I completely agree. Um, a couple of things, but it's funny because when we're preparing for this podcast, I was nervously scrabbling around looking for the, the latest, more technical kind of information on this. And the truth is that it is both uh, a non-starter to do that because it's very technical and you need to train yourself up in, in any given platform in a very technical way. And also, there's a lot of that out there. That There's a huge amount of stuff in podcasts available by very technical people. And I guess the value we bring, and I need to remind myself of this, but I think it's very, very big value, actually, is to stand back and ask very simple questions, but which have very complicated answers, which is, is this profitable? Well, if you've not looked at your numbers for a while, you're going to need to do some serious research into your work, I should say, and maybe work with a bookkeeper to get the answer to that question. But it's a really important question. And the second question you raised of how do you manage something that's potentially very granular. The amount of data that Amazon ads kicks out is quite frightening. The amount of data that Google advertising can kick out is just crazy. So those are two excellent questions as, as a sort of, you know, kind of a, a bit like a sort of native guide going through the jungle with machete, you know, uh, <laughs> profits and measurement and then management are two excellent points you make. So I, I'd, I'd like to just dig into a little bit of that. I mean, just to come back to your point about the advertising awareness of the fact that you're spending the money, it sounds ridiculously simple, but you're absolutely right that I've worked with particularly people around the sort of doing about a $10,000 a month type mark on Amazon, which is not hard to achieve on Amazon compared to other platforms. Amazon has got a lot of traffic and does good conversions as we know, but a lot of people are very, very unaware of what percentage they're spending on Amazon ads. And sadly, when you dig into it, as you might expect, it's pretty much, you know, eating every single bit of their profits. So the first thing is simple thing, but measuring it, and which may sound like a no-brainer to the more disciplined business people. I would say 
I tend to fall into the camp of not measuring, even though I know I should, because it's hard, right? Profit determination is not easy on Amazon. And I think it's probably not easy anywhere, right? What, what are your thoughts around that? First of all, simple rules. First of all, I always uh, coach and advise people when they're working through the nine mountains framework or just generally about traffic strategies. Start with the free stuff first. Do email marketing, get your list going, you know, use MailChimp, get up to 2000 names for free, do the email marketing and then do blogging. And the blogging is your way of learning keywords, your way of learning what buying keywords are from info or freebie seeker keywords, your way of learning keyword volumes, you know, so like the search volumes associated doing all of that work for a while before you start to do, um, a paid search programming is incredibly valuable. I mean, it's like the, it's the starting point of really understanding what in the world you're, you're doing. And so I always encourage people to the blog first for a while. I mean, I'm not talking about a day. I mean, I mean, I'm talking about like go blog for three to six months and learn all the keywords that people are interested in and go look at your Google analytics. You'll learn so much about what the wide world of search is all about before you start dumping money into that category. And so, I mean, I think that's sort of a, a basic starting point. And then I, I definitely want to get your take on this question of management, DIY work versus finding someone, hiring them and then firing them and then doing it yourself again. But I want to talk about that with you as well on this episode. So we can, obviously we have a lot to talk about before we even dig into the details of Google AdWords here. There is so much here, isn't there? When you start to unpick it and you and I have probably been deep in, in a lot of these platforms for a while. What, one thing I want to say in response to what you were just saying. The, the idea of starting with blogging and then moving to paid advertising makes a lot of sense outside of the Amazon sort of ecosphere, if you like. That's indeed what I've done with the the amazing FBA type business, which although it's an educator type business, there's a lot of things in, in essence, business is business. And there's a lot of things that work in a similar way. And I've, for example, found that a lot of people, I just ask people if they find me through search, what keywords they put in. A lot of people have put in Amazon mentor. So I have at times run adverts uh, on that and it's worked quite well. I mean, something I could refine. Whereas this is a really interesting point that's different between the channels, the sales channels of say Shopify, your own store versus Amazon. And that dynamic then affects where you put paid ads and how early, because on Amazon, I would argue you absolutely have to, unless you are very lucky or have chosen incredibly well and been lucky to find a very small market that's not too competitive, you absolutely should indeed probably must use paid advertising very aggressively from the beginning. In fact, I would say it's at the beginning you need the paid ads. It's a bit like the space shuttle. Once you're into orbit, you can use a very minimal engine and it will keep it in order to get it out of the Earth's uh, gravitational field. You have the boosters strapped on and then you can jettison them. So, so very different strategies depending on what channel you're talking about. Off Amazon is, is, is a very different world, of course. So yeah, I take your point completely on that. Yeah. Which, which doesn't invalidate any word we've just said. I, I think it just, it, it changes the, how quickly you need to use the skill set or how quickly you need to learn the skill set and then how early you need to implement it. And I would, I would say, yes, I, I wouldn't suggest to anybody outside the Amazon ecosphere that they go away and start chucking money at Google ads for one second and, and entirely say what you're saying. But interestingly, within Amazon, I would say the exact opposite based on the experience that it doesn't work any other way. The hang up there is that a lot of people that are off Amazon, they will prioritize paid social ads, in particular Facebook ads, above paid search. And, and to me, that's a mistake as well. I mean, I, 
at least, you know, it's my opinion. Every, we all have opinions. My opinion is you start with the free stuff and then you do paid search before you do paid social. And, and I think it's because of just a very logical progression. You know, you, you, the free stuff includes blogging. You're going to learn keywords and then you're going to see quickly where you rank on the search engine results pages for, for certain keywords. And you know, if you've got a main keyword for your niche, you're blogging your brains out and you realize you're only on page 50. So it's a very few logical step to say to yourself, how do I get to the top of page one? Veteran e-commerce operators know that net profit is the vital lifeblood of a business. Better a small and profitable business than a large one that earns no money. The Profit Habits Workbook is designed to give you 17 actionable, specific and proven profit-taking actions. You can implement them at your own pace and let the power of this trusted framework revolutionize your company. The Profit Habits Workbook makes profit improvement a fast and efficient achievement. For a limited time, we are now sharing this resource with our listeners completely free with no strings attached. To download your 60-page workbook and begin your journey to a more profitable business today, just visit theecommerceleader.com forward slash profit habits. Interestingly, it's it's similar on Amazon. In essence, I think, I suppose, how can I put this? I've never really articulated this way. It's weird and very valuable to collide worldviews like this sort of Shopify person day in, day out, and somebody does Amazon day in, day out. Uh, it's strange I hadn't put this together before. The essence of Amazon launching a new product is somewhat different from, I would say, having a steady state product once it's launched. I think there's more of a violent difference on the Amazon platform because of the aggressive way the algorithm ranks you and then dismisses you, whereas Google could take months to rank you and then you stick around for years, as we talked about last time with Google SEO. Amazon's the opposite. It's here today, number one seller for a particular keyword and then gone in three weeks. So because of that, you you need to do the two things, but we're very close together. So the first thing is you absolutely have to be very, very clear on what keywords you should be targeting. And that's the first thing. The second thing, so really good quality keyword research is more urgent, I would say, in that situation. It's not different, but you don't have months to tease it out. You know. So the second thing is you have to absolutely optimize your listing to the hilt, so SEO within the Amazon platform to get yourself ranked for those keywords that you think are both A, valuable and B, winnable. And winnable is the key point on Amazon. As we talked about before, you can have quite a small niche and make a good living from it. But if you go for the big ones, you'll be buried on page 50. But the difference is on Amazon, you have to immediately jump in as soon as you've done your listing. This is why it's such a stressful time when you learn the skill set first time, I think, because you have to, in my opinion, jump in with very aggressive ad campaign to get yourself ranked for the majority keywords these days. The reason why that makes sense is number one, you have to show up because otherwise you'll be buried for almost forever because organic ranking won't really just kind of kick off. But the good thing is when you rank for keywords that are driven by sponsored ads or any form of advertising, a click will earn you a certain amount of ranking juice, if you like, and a conversion, even add to cart will add you a certain amount of ranking juice and a conversion to a sale will add you more, of course. And that means you can then start to rank organically, at which point you can throw away your rocket boosters and stop being so damn aggressive on advertising because you'll never make any sales that you know, any profit that way and, and tune down your ad spend gradually over time. And then you're going to see if it sticks, if it stays in orbit, or it falls back out of orbit and punches to the earth. The other dynamic there, of course, is just the insane 
size of the Amazon marketplace. And what we've seen is, you know, if you have Amazon product and you are successful at AMS ads, you can obliterate your inventory. And then you, then you really, then you're really in a situation where you've got to strategically use AMS. And really it's almost like a gas pedal. You have to, you know, let off of strategically so that you manage your inventory and that sales velocity is something you push and pull back, push and pull back, given the state of your inventory, because it can just, if it works, I mean, and we have clients who this works for, they can sell as much as they have and they need to not do that because they want to, you know, maintain results and not go out of stock. So anyway, so that's another nuance there for the Amazon side of things, I think. Yeah, it's funny how we're ending up talking about the Amazon thing so much. Well, I guess because I, I, I leave this stuff, yeah. I, I live and breathe this stuff. I guess, but we can come back to it. But I would say, you know, what what it's bringing is to, to zoom out a bit, and then we can get into the Google Ads thing, which is more your comfort zone than mine, I think. But to zoom out a bit, what we're saying, I guess, is that we you need to have a very clear understanding from a sixty thousand foot view of the strategy on how does paid ads fit as within not just your traffic strategy as a separate thing, but within the sort of dynamics of the system that you're in. That sounds like a, an abstract way of putting it, but on Amazon, to put it very simply, you if you don't have the right keywords, if you've gone after the wrong keywords, which I think is true for everyone, you're never going to rank, you're never going to make sales because it's too competitive, they're too generic or unclear uh, or don't hold together. In, um, the second thing on Amazon, there, of course, if you, don't, if you write a really lousy uh, listing, yes, yeah, exactly, which is not SEO'd then again, like anything else that would rely on SEO. And then the ads feed into that, but you, it's a very much, it's a, it's a feedback loop, a positive feedback loop in the engineering sense, not in the sense of nice or bad, meaning you either going to rank really quickly and get to the top of the page one, and then you may or may not stay there once you back off the ads or you sink like a stone, but there's no middle ground, no floating around on Amazon. That, that's maybe what I'm trying to express really. That's the tense environment in which. Amazon put creates for you as a product seller that to me as an outsider, although I I'm on Amazon with my books, so I totally get it with my books and I use AMS for my books. So I, I am an Amazon advertiser, but to me, that gladiator ring style intensity, where if you enter the market, they're going to judge you so quickly. It just is painful because you know, first of all, it's like, how do I know what a good product listing includes? Well, it's just, it creates an environment where maybe this is the macro level issue. You really need to get your ducks in a row before you launch a product on Amazon, understand the merits of a really good product listing, how to, you know, what's included and your keyword strategy, really geek out over all this stuff before you launch. Whereas in a Shopify business, you're like, Hey, no one knows I exist. That's cool. I'm kind of figuring it out. My website's ugly anyway. I'm not sure I want people to know I exist. <laughs> and you get this kind of like a runway of time to learn. And, you know, you're blogging, you're building your website, you're figuring out your product photography, and there's just not this intensity of performance, you know? So interesting what you're saying, or what you're almost implying to me, and this is going slightly off the topic of uh, paid search, but it isn't really because it, what, what this conversation is really revealing so painfully is that actually you cannot avoid having a systems thinking. You, you can't just separate, I'm going to learn this. And, but what you're saying to me is why don't you start with a Shopify and then move on to Amazon maybe, which is quite radical because you hear a lot of people start on Amazon and then go, I really want more control. I'm going to build a Shopify based business or Magento or whatever. 
so would you advertise, would you advise that to clients? The problem with that idea is we are all creatures that crave and desire momentum and validation. And so Amazon, while it's a high risk, so, you know, marketplace is also a high reward and Shopify is low risk, but also potentially low reward. And if you get in the mindset of languishing on Shopify, where there's just no sales and you get discouraged and quit, then that's the down, the risk, you know? And so on Amazon, you might, you go into the okay corral for the shootout and you got no go- bullets in your gun. Wait, you know, you know what I'm talking about at all with that whole. I absolutely know what you're talking about. Yes. I know Cowboys and Indian movies have been a thing in the UK for a long time. Like, although, you know, I, I guess, yeah. <laughs> to go to. Or, or you go in the gladiator ring and you've got no sword or shield. Nonetheless, you're in there and you're figuring it out and you can get a win or two. You get the momentum behind you and then you're, woo-hoo, you know, you post in your, you know, I made a hundred dollars today screenshots in the groups or, you know, whatever it is. But, but that's important because momentum is important. And so you're right. This is sort of off the topic of paid search, but that is inherent in the preparatory work to get you to a place where paid search, you know, it is a viable accelerator of your potential sales. Thanks so much for listening to today's episode. Obviously, today we deep dived a bit more than we might have expected into the differences between Google Ads and Amazon Ads as the main paid search platforms within e-commerce. The next episode, we're going to look a little bit more deeply into Google Ads and talk about some of uh, Jason's experiences, both with charity and his e-commerce business, some of his work with his clients that's worked well there, and a few simple do's and don'ts, including how to get a handle on management of the process and some numbers, some sort of guidance of what sort of amount you should be expected to spend on advertising, what's too much, what's too little. So very practical stuff, as well as some big picture thinking. Do stick around for that. As ever, we'd love you to uh, make use of the website. We've now split it up into different areas, including a whole area dedicated to traffic strategies, which is what this is a subset of. So do check that out at theecommerceleader.com. And also don't forget to leave us a review if you're enjoying the concepts and ideas and and information that you're getting on this as well. Just go to your favorite podcast app, iTunes, Apple, Spotify, Google, whatever it may be, and let us know that we're giving you the help that you're getting. Thanks very much for listening. Veteran e-commerce operators know that net profit is the vital lifeblood of a business. Better a small and profitable business than a large one that earns no money. The Profit Habits Workbook is designed to give you 17 actionable, specific and proven profit-taking actions. You can implement them at your own pace and let the power of this trusted framework revolutionize your company. The Profit Habits Workbook makes profit improvement a fast and efficient achievement. For a limited time, we are now sharing this resource with our listeners completely free with no strings attached. To download your 60-page workbook and begin your journey to a more profitable business today, just visit theecommerceleader.com forward slash profit habits. Hey folks, this is Michael Vesey from Amazing FBA Podcast for Amazon Sellers. I'd like to introduce an episode from our sister podcast, The E-Commerce Leader, which has got a slightly broader remit for all e-commerce sellers. In this deep dive episode, Jason Miles and I deep dive into a key e-commerce topic. Hope you enjoy the show.